0: here we go
1: live to tape welcome to millennial season three episode 38 i am andrew and i'm laura we have a two-person show for you Mm -hmm. this week some might call it the Landy Show.
0: <laughs> A.K.A. the best show. Let's be honest.
1: Um, I also just like two-person shows better, to be honest with you. you don't, It's it's so hard to talk. It's so hard to do this over Skype or over computer when it's four people because you never know who's about to talk.
0: Mm-hmm. You,
1: you interrupt each other.
0: Right, and after 10 plus years of doing this, we somehow still can't get around interrupting each other.
1: Yeah, well, some people so. are just born to talk over each other, like Matt, he has that problem. I'm I mean, a I podcasting think... professional, now oh. let me talk, I'm a podcasting <laughs> professional, and I can sense when people are about to talk or not, so I'm never a problem. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, now that we've established that,
1: yes, thank you.
0: Uh, do you want to go ahead and give a nice little plug for the Real Landy Show?
1: <laughs> well, we will be doing another Landy Show this week. Laura and I do this new video show over on Patreon.com/slash/millennial. And by the way, I want to apologize. You know, as a professional podcaster, I you sometimes do need to admit your mistakes. It's raining really hard here in Chicago right now, and I think it might pick up on the mic. So if you do hear mm. rain. Well, maybe it'll get you in the mood for fall.
0: <laughs> I'm not hearing anything on my end, so okay.
1: Well I am a professional. I have my mic always set up correctly, so hopefully mm-hmm. it doesn't come through. Anyway, uh Halloween is coming soon. Are you are you doing anything for Halloween, Laura?
0: Yeah, I am. I'm just gonna go to a Halloween party with some friends. So nothing nothing major, but But the big
1: question is, do you know who you're going to be for Halloween?
0: I do. Um, it's pretty nerdy, but also came as a matter of convenience. So, I really, really, really wanted to dress up as Sombra from Overwatch. Um, but the more I looked into doing a Sombra cosplay, the more I realized this is way too time consuming and probably going to cost way too much money so my boyfriend pointed out to me he was like you know if you want to dress up like someone from overwatch you look a lot like may who's another character and i was like yeah you're right so i'm basically just gonna go as myself but wear clothes that look like the
1: clothes that she wears you do look like her i just googled her
0: right i know it's crazy
1: I haven't played Overwatch. I wish it was available on Nintendo Switch, but I have seen people play it and it's a gorgeous game.
0: It is beautiful. Um, yeah. What about fun. you? Are you dressing up?
1: Well, I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm going to a Halloween party I think, but I don't know what I want to be. And honestly I get this way every year. I just have I just can't be bothered figuring out a costume and then putting together the costume. Last year it was Bowser. I went to one of those Halloween stores and like put together a simple costume. Um and I liked it. I, I want to do something simple, like this May character. Like that looks pretty. You're gonna have to get a lot of stuff for that.
0: I mean, it depends on how intense I want to go with it. There mm-hmm. are also casual skins for her that get released in the game. Oh, um where skin. she just she looks a lot more. Laid back and relaxed, and that's probably what I'm doing. Okay. Although they do sell uh, her little her little robot like accompanying character, they sell it as a plush. Mm-hmm. So I might go out and get one of those.
1: Okay. Yeah, and then it's like you buy it for one day, and then that's it. So mm-hmm. I also have a hard time wrapping my head around that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is October, and that means it's PSL season, and we know that Laura is obsessed with pumpkin spice latte. So how many have you had?
0: I've so. only had one so far this season, and that's because it's only gotten cold enough for it one day.
1: Oh, And what is the temperature where the threshold is?
0: 65 degrees. Once it hits 65 degrees, I can go PSL. Before that, I'm not going to do it even though the other day I went through Starbucks and they had a a special PSL birthday promotion thing going on where to celebrate like the 10th anniversary of PSL, they were giving out free pumpkin spice whipped cream. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought about it for a second. I was like, Oh, I want that whipped cream. But then I was like, Nope, nope. it is 72 degrees. You may not.
1: So Um, what I'm taking away from this is that Starbucks charges for whipped cream.
0: No, no, no. Like, they were going to give you a whole can.
1: Oh. As, like, a
0: birthday gift for PSL.
1: Oh, wow. That sounds very healthy.
0: Yes. Especially when I take it home and just, like, upend it into my mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just pray. I just of
0: that PSL.
1: <laughs> um. Amber, who's listening live right now on Patreon, she says, Laura, I can totally see you rocking this costume for Halloween, even if it's just the simple tank top outfit.
0: Yes, that's actually one of the ones that I was considering.
1: Okay. And Rachel says, in Australia, we have PSLs even though it's spring. Because, you know, they're like on a whole different side of the equator down there.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't work. Oh, I agree. No, it's blasphemy.
1: Why wouldn't Starbucks down there just offer the PSLs (laughs) in uh like march would which would be australia's fall Mm. um so we have lots of news to talk about today we do we'll see how long the episode is
0: oh my god we're gonna have to try and keep this shit streamlined uh we do have one piece of really quick streamlined news that we can talk about this went viral on the internet a couple of days ago Uh, Mike Pence went to an Indianapolis Colts game a few days ago, and he was there very shortly. He left after the national anthem was sung uh, in protest of the protesters kneeling during the national anthem, Mm -hmm. which in and of itself, I was like, okay, whatever, you're a conservative fuckhead, this is very uh typical for someone like you but then it started leaking out that the press was told to stay in the bus they came in because quote there may be an early departure
1: and then some trump, like, and then wait. trump tweeted that he had told pence to leave if some of them knelt and of course a couple of them were going to kneel and yes. so so the impression that everybody is getting is that this was a publicity stunt. And then CNN did the math and figured out that it, it probably cost the Secret Service around $250,000 to get Pence there, protect the stadium, all of that.
0: Yeah. You know what else uh, $250,000 could pay for?
1: A house for me.
0: That's true. It could also pay for Mike Pence's entire year's salary. Mm. So uh, I wonder if he wants to give that back to the taxpayers.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's also bullshit because what are Republicans always complaining about? Oh, we need to spend less. We need to spend less. And here we go. Quarter of a million dollar publicity stunt just to make a point about kneeling and to bring it back into the national debate, which hasn't been going over that great unless you're within Um, Trump's base. And, like, why does Mike Pence want to be Trump's bitch? Like, why does Mike Pence want to be bothered with this quick little trip to the football stadium? It just all seems so silly.
0: It does. And I'll be the first to say that I oftentimes find people who nitpick um, travel budgets for people in office to be pretty aggravating. Because by the virtue of the positions these people hold and needing to keep them safe, it is more expensive for them to go out and do these things. And that's just something that we as the taxpayers have to accept most of the time. But given the way this administration has just been spending willy-nilly, I mean, it's to the point where they can't even actually really pay the Secret Service anymore. And like the Secret Service owes them money in some cases because they're staying on Trump properties. hmm it's it's just insane. And when I look at somebody who managed to blow through $250,000 in the span of 15 minutes, I'm like, come on, brah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Not cool. Mm-mm. So turning to some other news, Laura, before this past week, did you know who Harvey Weinstein was? No. Okay, and I think you're definitely not alone there. Harvey Weinstein is a mega Hollywood producer. He owned the Weinstein Company. Uh, they've produced several Oscar-winning films. The Weinstein Company is kind of one of the darling little studios of Hollywood. They, they win lots of, a mo- uh, lots of awards for movies. Some of the movies they've had in the past few years, uh, Silver Linings Playbook, Django Unchained, Inglorious Bastards, The Hateful Eight, Quentin Tarantino works with them a lot, as you can tell, Uh, The King's Speech, August uh, Sage County, lots of stuff. And Harvey's been the mastermind behind uh, this, this company. Now, in the past week, the New York Times and The New Yorker have published bombshell reports about Harvey Weinstein's behavior behind the scenes. Basically, he has been, for decades, sexually assaulting women, and in many cases, settling to keep these women quiet. So this has really snowballed in the past couple of days. Um, Many, many, many women in Hollywood are now speaking out, revealing their stories about Harvey Weinstein. Um, The New Yorker Report, in particular, uh, several women alleged rape. There were a lot of horror stories in the New York Times article about Harvey bringing uh, these women into his hotel room and then getting naked, asking for massages, masturbating in front of the women, etc. Um, just a lot of really bad behavior. And this is really rocked Hollywood. Um, Harvey is one of the biggest people. On Tuesday, the snowball grew even bigger when Angelina Jolie and Gwyneth Paltrow spoke to the New York Times about uh, being sexually abused by Harvey Weinstein. So it's just made Hollywood really rethink everything in terms of how they treat women. And here's the problem. Everyone in Hollywood knows this happens with Harvey, had happened with Harvey, and many, many, many more people in Hollywood. I'll give you another example. Um, uh, X-Men director Brian Singer, gay guy, he has been accused for years Uh, accused of abusing young guys Um, and he has settled in some cases there have also been we can't forget johnny depp he beat his ex-wife and his former business partners allege the same and many people in hollywood are saying this is just the tip of the iceberg the reason this harvey story has blown up is because like i said he is such a big name in hollywood now in light of these reports by the new york times and the new yorker harvey was fired from his company um he says he'll be getting help he says he wants a second chance but he won't be getting a second chance i follow follow a lot of hashtag film twitter um on twitter so i've been i've been seeing a lot about this and my head after today is just spinning like All the stories coming out are just remarkable. And another angle to this is how so many people just didn't fucking say anything. And I'm not talking about the women who are abused. I know that's hard. But men who knew this was going on and let it continue to happen are, are being discussed right now rightfully. People like Ben Affleck, people like Matt Damon, they act all appalled by this now. But people are alleging that they knew. Have you been following this news at all?
0: Yeah, I've been following it a bit. Um, I have to be honest with you. I view this as just uh, a more elite example of how insidious rape culture is. Yeah. This happens at all levels of culture and society. Um, so while this is upsetting and grotesque, it's not surprising.
1: Yes, it is unfortunately not surprising. Um and and this has been pissing me off recently because Hollywood is so fake. Everyone is just looking out for themselves in Hollywood. You, um, these poor women were in many cases abused by Harvey because they, he wields so much power. He can get them a job. He can he can make them a star. And he held his cock in front of them and said things like "Blow me," and I'll I'll. I'll, I'll get you hired. I'll make you a somebody. And I'm tired of Hollywood letting this kind of shit go down. Um, and I've been talking with Hypable's writers today about what we can do about it. Because we need to see changes. Hypable isn't a big site. But we, we, you know, we, can, we can make a small change. And what we are going to start doing, beginning on Wednesday, is that anytime we write about Johnny Depp, anytime we write about uh, Brian Singer... Anytime we write about Harvey Weinstein, we won't be writing about him anymore because he, his, his career is over. But anytime we write about somebody who has been accused of physically or sexually abusing somebody, we're going to put in the article that they, that they have been accused of these things. Because we keep forgetting that these things are happening. And we keep giving them and the studios free passes. For example, Warner Brothers should not have hired Johnny Depp to play Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts. Disney mm-hmm. should not continue employing Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean. So, from, for, with every Fantastic Beast article, with every Pirates article, with every X-Men article, we are now um, reminding our readers of these things that these people have done. And we're hoping that this... We're not going to make a big change in Hollywood, obviously. We're just a little old hypeable. But we hope we inspire some other websites to make similar changes.
0: You know what I would love? Um, you know how anytime a woman makes a significant accomplishment, the headlines always name her as so-and-so's wife. Like, you know, it'll be George Clooney's wife right. scores big professor job at Columbia University instead of actually naming her fucking name. Yeah. You guys could start making your headlines something along the lines of, wife beater recast for fantastic beast (laughs) three or serial rapist hopes for another chance
1: yeah i mean that's kind of the point we're trying to make with these articles because too often these people get accused and then we're all talking about it online for a week and then we forget about it take donald trump for example i mean he's president now like we every damn story about donald trump should note that he is cool with grabbing women quote by the pussy we, we shouldn't be letting this type of thing go. So um, we're eager to do this. And uh, we're hoping we can make a difference no matter how small. And also, this is a friendly reminder that journalism matters and journalism makes a difference. And, I, and what I mean is the New York Times and The New Yorker reported real news and made a difference. They stopped a predator from having a career in Hollywood. He has been fired because of the New York times. And I just applaud the New York times and the New Yorker in times like these when they're really making a difference in the world. Absolutely. Moving on to some other news, a little update on the Vegas shooter. Um, Still no motive, still can't figure out the motive. I, I have a, theory that i'm gonna continue going with until some other evidence comes up if ever i think this guy just wanted to make a point i think he rounded up all these weapons he was living in a retirement community he felt like life is he's got nothing much else to do i think he was politically motivated in that he wanted to show what mass um what assault rifles and the like can do to this country can do in a small amount of time he we we found out he spent a lot of time in vegas gambling which to me is a sign right there the guy really had nothing exciting to live for i know when i go to vegas i'm looking for a quick thrill because i'm bored (laughs) this guy was spending a ton of money in vegas at the tables he uh like i said he was in the retirement community he was mid-60s he just kind of you know life was done for him He did what he had to do. So he decided he wanted to say something about guns in this country.
0: Yeah, well, and I think, too, um, the same narrative that often gets applied to ISIS recruits is that people who have very little going on for them are very easy to radicalize. And I think the same thing is true for the Vegas shooter. I think that he was at a dead end. And I think there is a lot of anger and a lot of division in the country right now. I think one way or another that assisted in radicalizing him. I think there's also probably something else going on because you can't be totally well if you decide you want to do something like this. Um, So I think we should just call a spade a spade. The guy was a terrorist And I get really fucking sick and tired of the fact that we can't call white men terrorists.
1: Well, you just did. So you're a trendsetter. There we go. Um, Um, Yeah. What's going on with the bump stocks? We touched on that last week.
0: Yeah. So last week, Elisa educated us all about what a bump stock is. And it's basically a device that you attach to a semi-automatic weapon that effectively makes it into an automatic weapon and allows it to fire Uh, hundreds of rounds uh, as opposed to, you know, 10 at a time. Well, right now, um, Congress and the ATF, uh, the ATF being the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, are playing chicken on who's going to ban or regulate bump stocks. Um, So the NRA came out earlier last week talking about how if something turns something semi-automatic, Uh, into something automatic, then they think it should be regulated. Um, But that was sort of the end of where the NRA stepped in. They stopped just short of saying that they think the thing should be banned. Um, The ATF came out and basically said, well, we deemed that they were legal in 2010, so the ball is in Congress's court. You guys have to act on this. And Congress right now is divided on whether to push legislation through about bump stocks or to leave it up to executive order. So basically, deciding whether they want to do something about it or whether they want to throw the ball into Trump's court. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an example, ladies and gentlemen, of how every year is an election year because nobody wants to touch this shit. Yeah. This is a game of hot potato and nobody wants that shit. Which is saying.
1: Because the polls I've seen so far seem to indicate that most people are in favor of not being able to upgrade weapons to shoot them faster and thus kill more people in a shorter amount of time. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, and and you would think it would be that simple. It would be as simple as saying the majority of the people are already on one side of the issue about this. Mm -hmm. But I think... In my opinion, the NRA is not to be trusted um, because they are not a political organization. They're out to protect their own PR. So they're going to come out and say anything that is going to help them look good in the wake of this situation. I do not believe that they would actually allow the people that they have in their pockets Uh, who are in charge in this country to do anything substantive when it came to these devices. I really don't.
1: Yeah. We're getting a couple comments here. People are listening live on Patreon. I wanted to read some of them Uh, jumping back to the Harvey Weinstein story for a minute. Um, Rachel says the online film community is double shook because the creator of Honest Trailers slash Screen Junkies, Andy Signor, has been fired after accusations of sexual assault and abuse of power this weekend. HR knew for months and did nothing. Yes, Rachel, you're right. And also, the guy behind Ain't It Cool News is in a world of shit right now. Um, last year, the guy who was running birthmoviesdeath.com, he got fired uh, when when a woman revealed online that uh he had groped her and there's been a couple other stories too i mean it, the film community is having an insane year all this stuff is coming out and i'm I'm glad it is um pauline says in terms of our new hypeable rule um she brings up a good point she reminded me freaking mel gibson his career is starting up again he's gonna mm-hmm. be in daddy's home too later this year the movie that stars will ferrell and mark Wahlberg, he's being normalized again this guy we can never forget we were on tour when when these tapes leaked the imprint tour when when mel gibson's anti-semitic uh racist sexist sexist comments came out against his girlfriend or ex-wife she had recorded the whole thing oh my god the things he said were unreal they were the worst things you could ever hear hey andrew what i don't know if anyone's
0: told you but uh i can see your pussy from behind
1: (laughs) (laughs) and that was that oh my god the things if you haven't heard the tape go youtube it just careful it's uh it it could be triggering i mean It, it
0: is it's also not safe for work but if you are going to look it up i highly encourage you to find the one where they dubbed the phone call over the scene from the animated beauty and the beast where the beast freaks out. It's gold.
1: It's it's just gold. Uh, That's another guy. We have to to bring this up on, on hypeable. We, We forget. And the same thing like Mark is saying in the comments, the NFL, he says the NFL does this too. Uh, They and the fans ignore the terrible things the players do, including Mm -hmm. players abusing women and murder. Oh, the things we forget so we can sit back and drink some beer, eat some popcorn, and have a good time. Oh, but God forbid they kneel.
0: It's America's pastime, Andrew.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Ignoring the bad shit that we do.
1: Yeah, well, no more. No (laughs) more, Mr. Nice Guy. That's my new anthem on Hypeable. (laughs) All right. What's else going on?
0: Oh, my goodness. So uh, a feud has broken out in public uh, last week uh, between Senator Bob Corker of Tennessee and Donald Trump. uh, When Corker went on Twitter and said that Trump's advisors were guarding against, quote, chaos. Um, At that point, Trump fired back at him, telling him that he didn't have the guts to run for a third term uh, because Senator Corker is actually retiring. So he's not running for re-election. And at that point, uh, Senator Corker responded on Twitter saying that the White House has become an adult daycare center. This Perfect. seemed like a good enough burn. But then he went and did a big interview with The New York Times Uh Basically unloading on the Trump administration. <laughs> he clearly does not give a fuck now that he's not running for reelection, yeah. um, saying that Trump treats high office like a reality show, that he has to be contained by his staff and is reckless enough to put the country, quote, on the path to World War Three. So the really disturbing thing about this for a lot of Republicans is, of course, they have a 52 vote majority in the Senate, right? Like they're barely in control of that shit and they need all the votes they can get to try and do things like pass their healthcare repeal, um, pass their, their upcoming like financial budget and taxes and everything like that. And at a time when you have three major pieces of legislation that you're trying to get through, insulting. One of the guys on your side is probably not the best strategic
1: plan. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that Donald Trump is not thinking things through? Um,
0: I think we can just leave it at Donald Trump is not thinking. <laughs> I'm yes. not sure if Halloween pumpkins are something that have, are capable of sentient thought.
1: But I think even Halloween pumpkins could figure out that this fight with Corker was not a good idea.
0: No. And the thing is, here's the thing about Corker. Corker is a he's a moderate Republican. So he's really somebody that they need, they needed on their side.
1: Yeah. You <laughs> could say this puts a cork in getting some legislation passed. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much.
0: No, I mean, even uh, Mitch McConnell's former um one of his former aides came out and talked about how Corker is one of the linchpins in Republicans being able to pass anything <laughs> that they want to pass. And they're already having a hard enough time as it is because they have people like McCain and Murkowski uh, and Collins who have already stood up against healthcare reform. So for him to put another person in the crosshairs, come on, Easy D.
1: And then he, he hit back at Corker's interview with the New York Times this morning when he said on Twitter, the failing New York Times set little, L I D D L E, not even little. He came up with a new word, little, like lid. Bob Corker up by recording his conversation was made to sound a fool, and that's what I am dealing with. That's my poor impression of Stephen Colbert's import, impression of Trump.
0: I feel bad um, because I'm about to defend Trump here. Uh Uh-oh. Everybody, is this recording, Andrew? I think this is a big moment in our show. I'm about to defend Donald Trump.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, In in your criticism of of his word, little, I think it's possible that he may have been writing that tweet through voice dictation (laughs) because... Uh, american english speakers that's how we say the word little we don't say little well, we pronounce it with that flapped t
1: so did he do you think he dictated an apostrophe as well because the tweet says l-i-d-d-l-e apostrophe and then nothing after it
0: i cannot defend the poor use of um you know punctuation now
1: hey siri tweet what would you like the tweet to say, little apostrophe? <laughs> well, so 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 Trump is saying that Bob Corker shouldn't have had been recorded. He should have said no, the recording. But dude, that's how you fucking conduct an interview. And Bob Yuck. Little knew. And then the New York Times released the transcript of the part where the New York Times says, "And you know you're re- being recorded, right?" And you know Bob Little said. Said, I keep calling him Bob Little now. Bob Corker <laughs> said, "said, uh, yes, I know I'm being recorded." And from what I think I read earlier, he knew he was being recorded. So that whole argument is, is fucking pointless. And and Trump is like, and that's what I'm dealing with. Um, you started this, idiot. God. His his idiocy knows no bounds. It's just absolutely remarkable.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like. Has anybody ever been in that situation where you're leaving your job and you're you're on your last day at the job? I feel like that's Bob Corker right now. I feel like the man has one foot out the door and he's like, anything that y'all fuckers do to piss me off on my last yeah. day, I'm going to shit down your throats. Yeah. Well, and so- I hope he keeps doing it. And it's also like John McCain.
1: He mm-hmm. knows, unfortunately, that he is going to be dead soon. Uh, he's going to be—he's going to die of cancer soon. He's on his way out, and so he—he he does that epic thumbs down during the the healthcare vote. He's been very critical of Trump, more so than ever in these past couple of months. We need to trust these Republicans who have nothing to lose. That's where we'll find the truth. People who need to stay in office—they're going to keep backing Trump because they need his support. They need to not turn off his followers. So um, I just wish Republicans would pay attention to that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the the ones that aren't paying attention aren't actually Republicans. This whole Tea Party bullshit, these are not real Republicans. I can have respect for real Republicans, for people like John McCain Mm -hmm. and Bob Corker. These are Republicans who, in terms of the substance, I find myself in disagreement with them much of the time. But in terms of their ability to lead and their ability to parse an issue and understand that not everything boils down to party lines, I can respect somebody like that. And we need more people like that on both sides, quite frankly.
1: Yeah. So speaking of stupid debates that... Trump gets caught up in. The NFL debate continues regarding the players kneeling or not. Jamel Hill, she is a host on ESPN. She has been caught in the crossfire here. She had made a couple of remarks a few weeks ago. Uh, last month, she tweeted that Trump was a white supremacist, which, you know, not not wrong. And the White House said, well, she should be fired for that. And, of course, that brought up a, de- a debate. Well, why the hell is the White House telling privately owned corporation, or, or, or corporations uh, who should be fired and who shouldn't be? And then, this week, after the Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said that he would bench any players who disrespect the flag, Jamel Hill suggested on Twitter that fans who disagreed with Jones' stance should boycott Cowboys' advertisers. And this got her in trouble with ESPN. They called this her second offense. She have violated some rules that uh, that they are uh, violated some rules in their social media policy that they have yet to actually reveal. Um, so she's been suspended for two weeks now. She was doing her job though. I mean, she's an ESPN commentator. She talks about sports. I think she had every right to say on ESPN, if people don't agree with Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, they should boycott the advertisers. Now, to play devil's advocate, those same Cowboys advertisers are probably advertising on her place of employment, ESPN, as well. So I can see where that gets a little dicey because she could be calling for uh, people to boycott the people who pay her own paycheck
0: yeah i think this is one of those cases where you follow the money to see where an organization uh truly falls in terms of these issues where their opinions actually lie um because the money will tell the truth far more often than a corporate executive is going to so all
1: right what other trump nonsense do we have to laugh at So, Or or enter our bunkers over.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Everyone, I have an announcement to make. Winter is coming. And by winter, I mean nuclear winter (laughs) with North Korea. So (laughs) we should play the Game of Thrones music. So this has been going on for quite some time now. It's been a steady buildup of Trump talking about wanting to blow North Korea off the face of the earth at the UN to starting to call Kim Jong-un rocket man. Well, this week he's been really active in talking about North Korea. He went on Twitter and he said, I told Rex Tillerson, our wonderful secretary of state, that he is wasting his time trying to negotiate with little rocket man. Being nice to rocket man hasn't worked in 25 years. Why would it work now? Clinton failed, Bush failed, Obama failed. I won't fail. So people see this and they're like, "Okay, it's is this just political posturing from Trump? Probably, it's what it usually is." But then, a couple days ago, he had some off the cuff remarks in front of some reporters. After a dinner, and some video was actually caught, and we're going to play it right now.
1: Yeah, and also worth noting, he's standing there mm-hmm. with various military officials and yes. spouses. It's one mm-hmm. big group photo with like all the higher ups in the military, and then here's what happens during the photo op. Well,
2: calm before the storm. The the um, Could be before the storm. <laughs> What storm, is coming? We Mr. have President? the world's great military people in this room. I will tell you that. And we're going to have a great evening. Thank you all for coming. Gentlemen. Thank you. What storm, Mr.
1: President? we will find out. <laughs> so completely unprovoked, he decides, he decides to hint that a storm is coming with all these military people present. And then, of course, uh, a, reporter sa- a reporter say, what storm, what storm? You'll find out. Oh, good. This is glad this is a whole reality show for you. Find out if we're bombing North Korea after the break.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and he's also throwing around comments like we have, you know, something along the lines of like the most robust, the strongest military. And I'm oh, like, oh, my God.
1: That makes me hard. Strongest. But
0: robust, then then baby. he was like, yeah, we're going to have a good night. I'm like, wait, are you are you bombing them tonight? Donald?" <laughs> Or is that just when the pee-pee party is happening? Hey-oh. <laughs> but seriously, I think, I think he's going to kill us all. I really do. Yeah. I think. Or at least some of us.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to take a look at bunkers, how much they cost. Instead of buying a house, I'm thinking <laughs> of buying an underground bunker. I think they're a little cheaper.
0: I mean, you are in Chicago now, and they have a pretty big mine. Somewhere near there, I think. Do they? I'll have to look in? Yeah, at hmm, okay. yeah. Uh, no, to be honest with you, we were all the the four of us uh, were kind of joking around in the group about fleeing in the event of nuclear winter.
1: Well, let's uh, clarify that. Not all of us were joking. Elisa seemed dead serious <laughs> that yeah. we should flee.
0: Well, we were kidding, but then she came back and she had actually done research <laughs> about the best places to go in the world in the event of nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that it's places like Chile and New Zealand and Switzerland, um, places that are noted for their or known for their uh, really tall mountain ranges that make mm-hmm. it really difficult for uh, nuclear waste to penetrate them. So, mm-hmm. penetrate. Uh, so she she seems pretty serious about it she's been sitting here talking about the pros and cons of each option like oh if i go to chile i have to learn spanish but our money would go far really far down there uh if i went to new zealand i could be a hobbit
1: Mm -hmm. can we please decide on whether this is actually happening or not before i buy my house I, i i need to i need to i don't want to commit to a house and then have to go somewhere else with a mountainside.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm already committed to mine. But I you know what? If nuclear war happens, ain't nobody gonna be paying their mortgages.
1: <laughs> so so Go for it, s- Andrew. Balls to the wall. So you're saying you'll escape and not bother to pay the mortgage? Is that what
0: uh if I'm fleeing for my life, I don't give a shit about the mortgage.
1: Okay. Uh yeah, I've never been to like New Zealand though. Like that could be fun yeah stay in one of those hobbit holes that's kind of underground yeah
0: we can go to hobbiton
1: yeah that'd be so fun
0: oh and we can uh reenact uh lord of the rings for those of you who don't know uh the four of us did a uh uh a commentary for the first lord of the rings movie that we released on patreon and it was a lot of fun so maybe for part two we can reenact it um You can't, your character dies at the end of the first one, Andrew, so we have to pick someone else for you. No!
1: (laughs) One more news story today. What's going on with Elon?
0: Elon, so Elon Musk believes that Tesla can rebuild Puerto Rico's power grid with solar power. This is one of the coolest stories I've read about all week. Uh, It turns out that Tesla has already been doing this on smaller islands Mm -hmm. in the Caribbean, and it's working quite well. Uh, The only noted issue at this point is that those islands are significantly smaller than Puerto Rico. But Musk has kind of uh, dusted that criticism aside and said that he has no doubt that they would be able to scale the project up so that it would work for Puerto Rico. Um, He's already met with Puerto Rico's governor for talks about this. And they were both coming away from that saying that the talks went really well. Mm. And this is, I think, a turning point. I mean, here you have Puerto Rico that's been devastated by this, this natural disaster. And right now the Puerto Rican government is saying it's going to take four to six months to, Uh, Get power back for the majority of the island. And here you have Elon Musk saying, "Mm, no, I think we can, I think we can speed that process up. And I think it's a great example of uh, how the private sector can have such an immense impact, where sometimes, oftentimes, frequently, government can be really limited due to all the bureaucracy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny to think about that when you consider that Trump used to be a part of the private sector, and that was like Mm -hmm. one of his selling points. Now he's public. Now he's serving the people, and he's completely useless over in Puerto Rico.
0: Right. Well, he was going to run the government like a business, because it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this I'm really looking forward to keeping an eye on this, uh, because this could be a game changer, not just for Puerto Rico, but Puerto Rico could end up serving as like a beta for how the rest of us end up getting power i mean if it if it's a success there why stop there
1: yeah right it could be an example of how to quickly return power to any place that's been ruined by a natural disaster which seems to be happening more and more frequently right if anyone who doesn't know tesla of course um created the, the Tesla vehicle. It's an all-electric vehicle. The current one out is the, the Model 3. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some others, like the the Model X. Uh, but these are very beloved vehicles so far. They're very high-tech. They can drive themselves, although you're not supposed to turn that on. Um, but uh, Elon Musk is trying to really reinvent the world. He's also developing the Hyperloop, which is like a super high-speed train um, I think he has, like, a project to go to Mars or something. He's a very smart dude, but, and people love this guy. I mean, just worship him. He's kind of like a Steve Jobs.
0: Yeah, he's a bit of a prick, but
1: oh, he's no. brilliant.
0: He's yeah. brilliant. And, I mean, the whole Hyperloop thing, I am so jazzed about that. Like, the idea of being able to live on the East Coast but work on the West Coast is it's crazy. astounding to me and just coming back to puerto rico quickly before we move on what's so great about this this uh goal of having tesla rebuild puerto rico's power grid with solar power is that the reason that this hurricane impacted puerto rico so badly was because its power grid was already kind of a mess So in addition to reestablishing power for the island, they would be getting a significant upgrade.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so we will uh, keep an eye on this as the weeks go on.
1: Over on Patreon, we did a couple AP. We received a couple AP choice submissions. These are from people at our associated producer level. SP says, have the ladies, and I mean Lauren and Lisa, found jobs within their fields of study? If not, what would be their dream jobs besides, you know, being married to each other? (laughs)
0: Uh, I can't speak for you, Lisa. I have not. Um, I'm very happy with my job. And I'm enjoying a degree of financial stability that I have never known in my life, which is really nice since my student loans are in repayment. Um, However, uh, my job is not directly related to my field of study other than the fact that sometimes I help Spanish speakers. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that's good. Um, My dream job, to be honest with you, is to be in a research department. I love research for Tesla, I, you know, maybe, and the, here's the thing, like, I wouldn't even necessarily, because my field is linguistics. It doesn't need to be linguistic research. I, I did quite a bit of research training as it relates to linguistics, but that has some carry over into other fields. Um, but yeah, I want to be able to do some kind of research where it's related to people and how people are using things and what we can do to improve those things to make life better.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: That's the dream.
1: Yeah, good on you. I was studying radio TV film before I dropped out and I'm still kind of involved with that. So if there was a major in podcasting, maybe I would have done that.
0: Right. Let's let's start one, Andrew.
1: That would be cool. I mean any jackass. On shit.
0: Yeah, any jackass with enough money can donate it to a school and start an apartment for whatever the fuck they want. So yeah. <laughs> let's start. The Andrew Sims podcasting department.
1: <laughs> Can we actually do the, the Andrew Sims butts department? I love butts. You love butts. I want to I teach a major on butts.
0: But think about all the classes you could have on podcasting. I mean, you could, you could probably spend an entire week of a semester te- teaching people not to pop their fucking peas when they're
1: talking into microphones. That's pretty true, Laura. <laughs> or how to use Patreon. Sean asks, ever pulled any fun Halloween pranks on each other or anyone else or ever had any pranks pulled on you? Ooh. I guess the only prank would be like scaring somebody, but I've never really done that around Halloween. Uh, my ex-boyfriend was was very jumpy and I thoroughly enjoyed popping out when he least expected it. Because it was so easy to scare him. <laughs> uh, but other um, than that, no. Mm.
0: Yeah, I've uh, I have never had any Halloween pranks pulled on me.
1: Yeah, well, you're now dating Mark. Is Mark a prankster? Yes. Well, then, maybe I'll have to talk to him about Halloween.
0: You really don't have to, because I feel like every time we hang out, he does something.
1: <laughs> to you.
0: Yes. Wow. And it, it it range it's like little things. It's like little, you know, little pranks just to get under my skin.
1: Uh-oh. It's pain Sensing in the some ass. tension in the relationship.
0: Oh no, it's it's not tension.
1: Oh. It's
0: it's it's more like with you. <laughs> no, it's more like I just I get mad cuz he's he's uh we're very equally matched. So, I don't feel like I'm uh, very good at catching him in the process of deceiving me with pranks. So.
1: Yeah. it would be <laughs> Halloween pranks would be fun. Just to scare yeah. the shit out of friends. Like I don't know, dress up as like clown Donald Trump and just like creep up to them while they're sleeping in the middle of the night and slowly stir them awake. Oh, that'd be so fun.
0: That would be cool. I'm going to do that to you next time I see you.
1: Okay. Surprise me by putting a finger up my butt.
0: <laughs> I don't think There's that's a response. prank for you.
1: Uh, Yes, it, it totally is. Wink, wink. I would hate it. Please <laughs> don't. <laughs> Okay, it's time for surprise, bitch. And we are quickly turned down.
0: (laughs) Wow. That wasn't even just you didn't answer your phone. That was you fucking sent us straight to voicemail. Oh, my God.
1: How often do you do that? Am I right? When somebody calls and you don't want to answer, but you also don't want them to know that you hung up on them. So you just let it ring.
0: (laughs) Yep. Oh, I do that all the time.
1: Uh, I did that to Eric the other day.
0: Well, that's understandable.
1: Okay, let's try Jeremy. Maybe he'll answer. Hello, Jeremy.
0: Jeremy.
1: Yeah. Yo, surprise, surprise, bitch, bitch. Millennial, what's up? Hey. Not much. How are you guys? Pretty good. It's just Lauren and me in this episode. We're just shooting the shit. Talking, oh, nice. Talking about Trumpy and douche. Talking about Halloween. Talking about butts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, wow. All yeah. right then. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's
0: like, I'm on board. I'm listening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> where where are you in America? I live in Connecticut. Do you like it there? Yeah, it's uh it's fine. I just moved here a couple months ago with my family, so oh, okay. we're still getting used to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Where do you come from?
2: Uh I grew up on the East Coast. But uh, most recently moved from Colorado.
1: Ooh, nice. Where you were smoking pot legally.
2: Uh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm responsible. I have a two year old daughter. So Oh
1: I see. Uh, yeah,
2: we're we're uh, responsible parents who have to remain, you know, sober.
1: Right. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been married? Uh, this December it'll be seven years. Wow!
2: Oh,
0: congratulations! You've
1: held oh, it to- thank you. You've held it together better than any of us have. So, Glad <laughs> yeah. plus you had a daughter. Well,
2: I'm probably also a little older than you guys. So,
1: oh, yeah. Um, so it, it's it's flu season, and we wanted to bring back one of our classic questions, which is: Are you vaccinated? Did you get your flu shot?
2: I did not get it yet, but I actually had the flu last week, surprisingly. Um, oh, no. So I, <laughs> I, I'm a scientist, so I'm all pro-vaccination. I just didn't get mine yet this year. But uh, my wife got hers already, which isn't usually the case. They usually beat her to it. But, uh, oh, okay. yes, pro-vaccines all the way. Yeah. Sweet. I actually, and that's I...
0: actually pretty early in the season to get the flu anyway. So Yeah,
2: that's what we yeah. thought, too.
1: That was so great. Laura, did you get yours? I did. I got mine last week. I did, too. Yay.
0: Look at us. (laughs) We should just take a picture standing back-to-back with our, like, Band-Aids on our arms.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know why I I highly recommend it, and not just to avoid the flu, a lot of these places that do them, well, A, they're, they're free, hashtag thanks Obama, but also like C V S gives you a five dollar coupon off of off a twenty five dollar purchase when you get your flu shot.
2: Oh. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's like And it's worth not being
1: deathly ill. So yeah, Exactly. But I mean that coupon. Good points all around. Yeah. <laughs> so as a scientist, does it just bug the shit out of you when you see people um saying no to vaccinations and, and like even climate change?
2: Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. You know, my family's in that boat for the most part. So uh, it just makes it all the much more irritating.
1: What kind of science do you study? Uh, Biochemistry. Biochemistry. Oh, man, Lauren, this guy's really smart.
0: I know. I'm feeling a
1: little bit (laughs) inadequate at the moment. I can see why somebody married him. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) So speaking of the (laughs) world, uh, there's a lot of bad shit going on in the world right now. And we just wanted to ask... Are you okay? Is there anything that you want to get off your chest?
2: (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, if you would have asked me this before the last question, I probably would have said it just really bugs me when people aren't willing to trust that scientists know what they're doing and uh, also that facts no longer apparently matter. So uh, Mm -hmm. those are my two biggest beefs in the world today. Yeah.
0: Yep. Me too.
1: Well said. And I agree. And it must be a little scary raising a daughter in this world.
2: Oh, sure. Sure. Especially with, you know, the current uh, news story with all of these old, all too powerful men being accused of some pretty heinous crime. So yep. Ho- yep. hopefully, uh, you know, maybe after 2020, things take a turn for the better <laughs> hopefully if not sooner
1: we we do Knock talk about that wood. in today's episode as well it's <laughs> it's nuts what's been going on in hollywood the past few weeks yeah all right jeremy well thanks thanks for uh picking up <laughs> of course <laughs> we always treasure it <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> thanks for your support good luck raising a daughter oh, in this no world problem. but um you're a scientist and you're probably rich so
2: i think you're <laughs> oh that pretty- is definitely not true scientists are not rich people believe yeah. me
1: all right <laughs> all right well uh thanks again and have a good night sure take
0: care You too.
1: all right bye bye he was nice
0: yeah he was really nice mm-hmm.
1: man i wish i was dating a scientist would be pretty cool <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but think about all the pranks they can pull on you then <laughs> what? they they can make up all kinds of fucking science lies, oh, and you yeah. would probably believe them by default. Oh,
1: my God. That's so true. Don't get a flu shot. Okay. Hope <laughs> <laughs> is right about the, war- about the Earth. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. He could carve out a unique space for himself where, even if he doesn't believe it, referring to jeremy he can be like the scientist who who's agrees with trump and he can like do all these youtube videos be like trump is right we do need to bring coal back and all these trump supporters will will share his videos on facebook and be like see see and then jeremy can profit off of that ad money and then he can be a rich scientist boom there you go jeremy sorry i didn't say that on the air but now you can take it to, take it take the advice okay well as i continue to trip over myself i think it's time to (laughs) wrap up the show here thank you everybody for listening we do have a couple of recommendations laura what have you been listening to
0: so i've been listening to a new podcast called spooked and uh for anybody who's familiar with the podcast snap judgment it's by the same people Um, They're dropping two episodes a week right now, and what they're doing is having real people come on their show and tell their real stories of encounters with the paranormal, and it is so good. Also, Glenn Washington is the host, and I have kind of a crush on him, so I don't mind hearing his dulcet tones twice a week.
1: Excellent, excellent. Speaking of listening, have you heard of Sonos? No, really, Mm-mm. thought you would, techie. What is it? So Sonos yeah. Sono speakers—they're these devices, the fantastic speakers—and um, they have a variety of options that you can purchase. They—they um, they, if you want to fill your room with music, this is the speaker to purchase. They just sound amazing, mm-hmm. and you can buy multiple Sono speakers, and then you can stream music throughout your house. Um, and they'll all sync up with each other. Um, they work with Spotify, your, your Apple Music Library, um, Pandora, Sirius XM, a, b- a billion different audio sources. So the reason I recommend it is because I tried my friends over the summer and I freaking fell in love with that. I was like, oh my god, this just sounds amazing. So Amazon is currently offering a special deal for people who have the Amazon Echo device uh you can get $50 off the black or, or the black or white Sonos Play 1, $100 off the Play 5. I bought one of these Play 1s and wow, I love it so much. I highly recommend it if and these never go on sale. This is a this is a very special limited time deal. So, if you do have an Echo, you should take advantage of this deal. Just go to Amazon and search for the uh Sonos and you'll find it if, if, if you're serious about audio in your home this is the speaker to buy
0: sounds really cool i think i might have to check it out you
1: should you can listen to podcasts through it as well on after dark today we're going to talk about a topic we meant to get to last week but we just ran out of time um one of our listeners sarah wrote in about unpaid work and Ugh. dealing with unpaid work, why people have to deal with it. And we wanted to talk about our own experiences with it. And we also got feedback from listeners. So Laura and I are going to um, discuss our opinions on unpaid internships and whatnot. Um, and also I want to talk about the internet angle. A lot of people people are paid, aren't paid to write on the internet. Um, this has happened on Hypo. I haven't been proud of it. We're actually fixing that right now. Um, which I'm very proud of. Uh, so we'll talk about all that over on patreon.com slash millennial. Um, our Patreon does keep this show going. We need your support. We love your support. So thank you, everyone, who has pledged. You can pledge as little as $2 per month. Speaking of the $2 level, we just launched our new Palace Intrigue benefits. Mm-hmm. And, and what did Elisa post?
0: <laughs> <laughs> she... I don't know why she did this, to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm not sure it was a good idea. But back in the day, we had all joked about (laughs) writing a tell-all book about our experience working at a certain Harry Potter fan site. uh, And it was to be called Muggle Fuck a History. Um, And we actually wrote the first
1: chapter. (laughs) This is is when you two had a lot of time on your hands.
0: Yeah, we were we were both single, uh, barely had jobs, spent a lot of time on Reddit. So. God.
1: Oh God! Okay, so that's that's one of the new Patreon benefits of the two. I'm sorry. Level. Oh, it's so good. The five dollar <laughs> level I really love right now. We got the Landy Show. We're streaming our recordings live. Thank you to everybody who's listening live right now. We also got After Dark going on, hashing it out. Google Doc access. A lot more. So check it out. Patreon.com slash millennial. Our closing music today, this ditty goes out to Jeremy. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed (laughs) our two-person show. I'm Andrew. And I'm Laura. Goodbye.
0: Bye. Bye.